Yeah, it's me, Good Looking Lee. This is the Thank Me Later podcast. In front of me, introduce yourself. <laughs> hey, y'all, you know it's your girl Noel K here. That was your Barry, uh, what, what's his name? Damn it, I'm not really black. Barry White. That was your Barry White? Yeah, I'm, I'm tired today. Yeah, so. I'm tired. I am. Yeah, so she you... put on her sexy, like, hey, y'all, y'all, know it's your girl Noel K. <laughs> y'all get in the, the calm version, the calm, sultry version of me today. That's your tender voice? Yeah. <laughs> You always yes. hating on me. You always You're got something to say. Person, like, yo. um, I can never do no right. How was your day? It was all right. I'm I'm a little tired. I had a crazy day yesterday for 420. Um, so you know, I'm just <laughs> reaping all of the <laughs> not so good parts of um staying up all night and having to be at church at 6 a.m. this morning, right now. In my body, but I'm good. No Shout complaints. out to everybody that left the strip club last night to go to church this morning. <laughs> God bless you. Jesus was a magician. I was actually at Culture Fest. We were at Culture Fest. Don't tell people my business. <laughs> What'd be wrong with you, son? We had a good time. Why you don't want to tell the world that you be out that I have you out? Wow. I need all my credit. Wow. Give it to me. Wow. <laughs> uh, we got a guest on the phone. We do. Introduce yourself, hey. beautiful. Hi, everybody. My name is Elise. Um, shoot, I forgot what I need to say. Let me, okay, hold on. Let me start off. <laughs> Where you from, girl? <laughs> hey, hey, yo, hey, yo. No, I'm playing. Uh, what up, everybody? My name is Elise. I am from Detroit, Michigan. I currently live in Bloomington, Indiana, working on this thing I like to call a PhD. Um, and trying to just make it. And shout out to Noelle for being a former guest on my podcast. And I feel all emotional because I'm on the other side of the mic. Aww. But thank y'all for having me on here. Yes, this is so special because I had nothing to do with you coming on here today and it like, you know, coming together for the interview. So the fact that, you know, it came to me and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know Elise. This is awesome. And I can't wait to like get into all the juicy stuff we were talking about in our interview just from your perspective and me interviewing you this time. This is all the work of Lee. I really do my homework. You do. Um, Yeah, uh, it's nice to... uh, kind of meet you elise it was me that reached out to you and set this up i appreciate you lee i was gonna get some of the rest of my thank yous don't think i was like you like my grandma would no 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 it's cool back. but I, I do i do my homework and then i remember <laughs> when i came to noel and i say you know i'm gonna have elise do the show and she was like oh, I did that <laughs> No, but I want to say thank you to you too, Lee. You know, I truly appreciate you even thinking about me and my ashy self because you didn't have to share this space with me. So the fact that it's Easter, the fact that, you know, everybody enjoyed the holiday yesterday and some of us are still coming down in whichever way you choose, I just appreciate this. So thank you for doing your homework. If I can give you a grade, you will definitely get an A. Get an A plus. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So uh, how was your day today? It was chill. I got up at 7 o'clock this morning. I went to the library and did some homework. Um, I prayed to God and I, you know, had a conversation with the angels up above and said, you know, if I don't do this homework, you know, I'm going to be at the church begging forever. So, you know, can I go to the uh, the library and do the homework? They gave me permission. I ended around 2 o'clock because I was hungry. And then I came over here to do this interview. And then when I get done, I might go back to the library. But, you know. I hear that with your country accent. <laughs> I love it so much. Because I was hungry. I hear that. 
I, you know, I was real hungry. I was like, there ain't no learning going to be done if I can't think. You know, I got to get it together. So here I am. And shout out to you to getting your homework done on this weekend. What are you studying? Shit, everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I studying? So I recently graduated in May 2018 with my master's in higher education student affairs. Shout out to Heathcliff, Ivy Bloomington. Um, so I came from that space and then I was supposed to go get a real job so I could stop being so poor. But, um, <laughs> God didn't see fit for that. God said, you're going to struggle a little while longer. And I said, yes, my Lord. So I am now currently studying urban education at SM Musicology, um, at, mm. um, Indiana University. So my research focus actually looks at the experiences of fat black bodies, uh, specifically female black bodies. And what it means to be in this, you know, in this context, what does it mean to be a fat body when the rest of the world wants to tell you, oh, no, you know, you just need to lose weight. Or if you are plus size, you got to come from this space. So looking at critical race theory, which is a paper I'm actually working on that should have been done a while ago, but we're not going to talk about that because it's going to get done. That's right. It's going to get done. Shout out to Dr. Scribner. Um, (laughs) What did it get done? And uh, just looking at those experiences of what it means when you are in this body and you look at the intersecting identities, whether it be your sexuality, your social economic status, your gender, your race, like what does it mean to be a fat body with those different um, salient identities intersecting with one another, which makes my experience different. So, you know, I can't tell the story actually of another fat black female or plus size black female, but I also know my experiences may have more commonalities than if I was with a, you know, fat white woman or a fat Asian woman like those look different because of the social constructs that set up in a Northern American context so that looks totally different in other countries bigger bodies are actually praised but in the Northern American context you see that that's a problem you can't you can't act like you want to be a snack and everybody's trying to call you a meal you know and not be nice about it like when I say I'm a meal to you know say my partner he know what's up but if somebody else like oh it look like you eat all the snacks you know that's that's going to lead me to want to throw these hands. So that's a whole different story. So I love the fact that you're studying this because in studying you, you're actually taking what you're learning in your textbooks and in your um, school environment, um, classroom environment, to bring it to a personal purpose that you have um, in your life with your radio. So I just kind of wanted to ask you to, like, tell the people, like, you know, what your radio is about and what you do in kind of taking what you're studying and kind of blending that into your everyday reaching out to women and being a woman of women empowerment. Mm, Let me see if I can get this in less than two minutes. All right, (laughs) here we go. So, uh... What really started, so I have a, a podcast titled Plus Size Magic Radio, which you all can catch Noelle's episode on there. Check it out. Um, she gave us some good information. But really what led me to create Plus Size Magic Radio is I have uh, always been a lover of hip-hop, especially freestyle hip-hop. Um, I deem myself a spoken word artist. I definitely engage in that. And when I come to those spaces, um, a lot of times hip hop is not dominated by, well, not, okay, let me not say now, because now we have Nicki Minaj, City Girls, Cardi B, we have so many people, but those who come before us, like the uh, Rod Diggers and the MC Lights and the Queen Latifahs, they weren't looked at in the same space that they are now, like, especially when it comes to sexuality and being able to be sexually liberated. Like, one of the first people, individuals we saw was a Foxy Brown or a Lil' Kim, like, in Salt and Pepper. That was like, those who were starting to make it like more attractive to talk more about sexuality. But nevertheless, 
my oldest brother, he definitely dibbled and dabbled in hip hop. My second oldest brother did as well. And, you know, recording music, was in the hood, doing certain stuff. Shout out to one, uh, Fink Last. But to those spaces and watching it from the outside in, I always felt like I would never get an opportunity to do that. So, you know, I've always been like, you know, one that if we in a space, we all drink and having a good time, they'd be like, oh, at least like, don't want to be, let's go to it. And like, that's, that's that inner joy where I can actually be that person. But when you're in the world of academia and as a black woman, you're told you're supposed to stay on this straight and narrow, that you're not supposed to kind of veer off this path of what professional professionalism looks like. So for me, I wanted to take that opportunity to say, okay, everybody got a podcast and I'm not just trying to, you know, just talk about what somebody else is talking about. How can I be different? How can I make my mark be known? So I said, you know, I've always been a fat girl. I've always been a big girl. And I may not, it's a spectrum of plus size so or fat bodies. And I may not be on the thinner side of it or the heaviest side of it, but I stay in the middle, but the world still deems me as that. So I want to create this space where we can have conversations about what does it mean from relationships to clothing, to professionalism, to healthcare industry. And I just want to bring all these voices in by providing those who don't have access to academia. Cause I think a lot of times, even though, you know, I identify as low income first generation, I still have access to higher education. Some people from the hood that I grow up, grew up in, they'll never have that access. So how do I bring what I'm learning about race and racism, sexual um, sexual identities, uh, gender, social class. How do I bring that back to a level where I can teach the people who I grew up around or the young girls who actually listen to my work and the young men and those even outside of gender binary who listen to my work say like, dang, I got something I could put in my toolkit and use in my arsenal, but I didn't have to go to college and get it because somebody is literally, you know, being a Robina hood because I'm not Robin, but I'm Robina. And I take from the, the smart and I give it back to my people. You know what I'm saying? That's a drink. That's a drink. Rabina? Yeah, Rabina is a drink. Oh, for real? For real? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like specifically like a Caribbean thing, but like I got Rabina in my fridge. That's why I left. <laughs> okay, well, take, take a picture of that and send it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, so I'll send it to you. I, I got you. It. Appreciate it. Um, so I want to take that from that space and say, like, how can I bring this back to the people who look like me where when they are getting in conversations or they are trying to just increase their overall knowledge about themselves, I may not give you all the answers, but maybe I'll spark a few questions in your mind and make you dive deeper and help me even challenge my own educational platform to say, how can I learn and do more? So with me learning about race and racism and genders and all the isms that are associated in a, like I said, in a Northern American context, this gives me the opportunity to give back to the people who look like me. So those fat bodies who had to sit in the shadows and the ones who were overlooked. And now we're having this season where, you know, you're going to get what's in this shirt. If it's, if it's crop top season, sis, you ain't going to be the only one in crop top. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to be out here too. And understand it doesn't always come from this point of everybody thinking like you're being gluttonous, but you're actually just living your very best life and just purely existing. So I hope that answered y'all question. It definitely did. In depth. (laughs) (laughs) And you have a whole movement. So I think that's beautiful, too, because I know mutual friends that, you know, are like on board with the, you know, plus size magic radio, the fatness fiction that you're pushing. We're going to talk more about fatness fiction because I I love what you did with that. Like that hashtag is going to blow because... It's really what you make it like it says it in the words exactly. So I really want to know what your fatness fiction is and then we can kind of go into like, 
you know, other, I definitely want to share my fatness fiction and I want to know maybe what your fatness fiction is, Lee. (laughs) All right. So, so, so wait, no, who start? Are you going to start? You start. Okay. Because I don't even know how to structure that. Well, what I took from it being an interviewee of um, Plus Size Magic Radio when Elise did my interview was that um, my fatness fiction was pretty much, I call myself fat all the time. And I just think that everybody's like that. We all consume. I want to get into why y'all do that, though. And I can't even say y'all. I want to say, like, why do people do that? I do that. But, like, why? Even skinny people do it. So that's why I was like. But. But it's different, you know. I don't know. Maybe it's I not different. I feel fat, or I'm fat. Or I if feel you eat fat. Yeah, but you know so, when skinny people do stuff, and you kind of be like, "All right, now you, you know what? I don't know if I should." But say I that really don't that. think it's intentional. I think it's just in a moment how you feel, okay. like what you consumed. Okay. So putting that into perspective, I, I definitely was like, okay, I see. A, I was working out with my roommate. I was going to the gym, and I'm bigger than her, and she needed my help. <laughs> and I'm looking at myself like, girl, we gotta help each other. I'm looking to help you. I'm looking to get help from you because your body goes for me. And it dawned on me that like she wasn't. I didn't want her health. I didn't want her wellness because she ain't have none. Mm-hmm. So my fatness fiction was the fact that I could sit here and tell myself, oh, I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that. But still want to aspire to be healthy. And I knew mm-hmm. for a fact that no matter what I consumed at any weight. As long as I was healthy and I got to a place where I wasn't pre-diabetic, I wasn't um, putting my my health at risk, having high blood pressure, all those things. Like I just wanted to make sure I was a healthier person. So my fatness is it, my fatness fiction is the fact that I can be fat no matter what size I am. It's a feeling. It's not an image to me like that that that's really how i put it i felt like fatness is fiction i feel like it's what you what you say and what you think it is in the moment that you feel your body's at i don't think that it should be a place to just i'm I'm just not big on labels that much anyway i've just consumed words and just added them to my vocabulary as we've gone along and embraced it and conformed to it because this is what we're handed but i just think that we we just stray away from the fact that like you can see healthy big people splitting, pushing through. Their endurance is good in the gym when they're running, when they're dancing. I see, I'm no dancers, heavy dancers that's killing it. And we, we were just watching on um the, the Beyonce homecoming. We seen a big girl and we were like, yes, big girl, because she was doing everything the other women were doing. And I'm, I'm quite sure those skinny women have said, Oh, I look fat, or I feel fat, and it's and I, it's, I really don't think it's to make any bigger woman feel bad. Like I learned that having skinny friends, I'm <laughs> just like y'all ain't trying to make me feel bad. Y'all can't. I'm fire. You're bugging. But that's you. <laughs> that's you. You know how many people who are plus size have skinny friends, and their friends offend them all the time. Sometimes unintentionally, and sometimes intentionally. You're right. But I just think that if we all come to a common ground that. That's why I love the term fatness fiction because I just felt like it held so much weight to understanding that like you're your own worst enemy. You're your own demise. If you if you know, you you can't let anybody else or words. You ever heard the saying sticks and stones may break my bones but words would never hurt me? Yes, like, they do. Words do hurt and words are great for affirmation. Okay. They're wor- they're they're good for a lot of things. But at the same time, we got to know that, like, 
when they're spells, they also are not. Like, we also can say, yo, I take that back, my fault, like, in a moment. And we want someone to receive that and take that. So it's the same thing. Like, you want to be able to say, okay, I screwed up. I made a mistake with my words. Let me fix this. Let me take it back. Let me do it over. Let me do it again. So if in one breath we're saying they're everything, in the other breath we have to say they're nothing too because they just words. We are responsible for our actions. We are responsible for how we carry ourselves. These words don't feed us. These words don't take the food out of our mouths either. We have to work and put the work in physically to see results. Or either end. Mm. Okay. Okay, understood. Thank you. Understood. You know, that's all I really, really want is just to be understood. Not to be agreed with. She just wants to hear me say understood. I just want to be You don't know understood. what I understand. <laughs> wow. Don't see. Wow. See, you saying things you don't even mean. Oh, boy. Look at that. Uh-oh. Look at that. Look, every, every, every time I try to silence you, you take something else to keep talking. <laughs> I think she just wants to talk to you at this point. That's not true. I'm just <laughs> look. You see, I can't even play with her. Every time, every time I try to joke, oh, it's an issue. There's listen. a time and a place for everything. Okay? Oh boy. Okay. Listen. So, so the fat, the fat, the fat fiction, right? That's fatness what it, fiction. Fatness fiction. Let me ask you before I even get into anything. Was that created to kind of take away the way we? the way we negatively talk to ourselves and see ourselves? In part, yes. Um, something that y'all y'all both are saying, like, Lee, you mentioned what is, you know, words can have a negative impact. And on the other end, Noel, words, you know, are just words. But it makes me think about, like, remember, like, y'all first crush. Remember when you got that first, whether it was phone call, text message, smoke signals, however y'all communicated, because I'm kind of <laughs> old, so, you know, I, I try to... <laughs> Okay. I try to remember when minutes used to be, uh, they used to cost before 9 p.m. But anyway, right. uh, after 9, ring up day line, but then you, your parents told you get off the phone. But anyway, nevertheless, um, I think about those words to a certain extent and how if you found out like your crush didn't like you the same or, you know, you found out they was talking to somebody else, like you wouldn't have no appetite. You didn't want to mess with nobody. You was like, dog like I'm I'm just good so what it made me really think about in that space is like yeah words are literally just words but when the intentionality behind it and the the emotion behind it comes at you in a certain way it means certain things like if it's a if it's somebody hollering at you like dang you fine and you kind of be like no nah, I'm straight then it's like damn you ugly you don't care but if it's somebody you really can, like, if a little kid call you ugly, you gotta be ugly because little kids don't lie, like flat out. Like little Yo. kids don't lie. So if a little kid, am I lying? No, no. you're not. You being real? That's <laughs> so true. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about all the little kids right now in my life and all the things they've been saying to me, and I'm like, they be calling okay. you ugly. No, oh, but their but their intentions are very pure. They're very innocent, and they just the things they say roll off the it just rolls off their tongue. They say what they genuinely mean. Yes, because <laughs> yes. they don't know they don't have no filter. So, like for example, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she said this little kid was on like sitting on her lap, and the little kid said, "Oh, you're squishy," and the parent like freaked out, like, "Oh my god!" Like. She didn't mean to say it like that. And because this woman is okay with who she is, she was like, no, she just said what she observed. I am squishy. I am soft. 
And so I don't I don't see nothing negative behind it yeah. because the, the kid didn't have any anything negative to say with it. You know what I'm saying? So to go back to your question, because I go on a tangent and hurt me. But to go back to your question, the reason why I put fat in fiction is because, one, I could have just put fat. But the way fat shows up for everybody, their fatness is different. Like, it could show up in somebody's face more than it shows up in their mm. hips or more than it shows up in their arms and their stomach. There's different places where all human bodies have fat on it to an extent. Now, the percentage of what it looks like, you know, that can definitely vary from person to person. So the fiction part came up, came up because, you know, when we think about fiction, we think about, you know, what is not to be true. But I look at it similar to Noel has said, you get to create that narrative for yourself. You get to be able to be the person of the master narrative. You get to take control of that. And when I wanted to people to look at it is especially people who are doubters and I should have never, I, I don't regret it, but I should have never went in with the mindset of trying to prove like people who are doubters and haters and naysayers wrong. But that was from a pure raw space because I had to deal with that all my life. So I was like, no, F that, bump that. I don't care what you say. I'm going from this perspective. So when you see that in this fiction, you think you're going to come into this like fantasy world of all these bigger bodies who are trying to like project that they are like these, awesome people who do more than just a marriage of fat. Like fat people always get this title as being melancholy and sad and depressed and, oh, I hate my life and I'm going to eat 19 cheeseburgers. And, you know, we get these negative connotations that come with that. And so what I said was, no, we're going to reclaim this space. So the brand content literally works to push against the name. So instead of coming to this space to see these negative people wishing they had other outlets, you're going to come to my page and see singers, dancers, pole dancers, um, those who are, it's literally a woman who won, ran in Paris as a, uh, a triathlon, as a marathon runner. You got people who are educators, doctors, preachers. You got all of these different people that because they do so many things in life, you think, you know, because if you know them, you know, like, okay, this person is like for Noel. Okay, she's a singer. She's aspired to her dreams. But if you was to take that away and you didn't know her for face value, you would think like, oh, you know, she's this you know, bigger body that is not a part of society's norm or they would look at me and be like, oh, this is bigger body who, you know, literally hates herself. But you don't know that I'm a PhD student. I literally come from Detroit. I had to make it on my own out of nothing. I built this brand from the ground up. So you've only seen me for what I present as a female that's black and that's fat. You don't know nothing else about me. So the content of which I create, the people I interview, the things that I put out, literally push against the name to debunk what you think is fatness fiction, what you think is the story and narrative of these bigger bodies. And then we replace it with the awesome things that we are doing. So my fatness fiction is putting all the mother wrong. That's it. <laughs> You're talking heavy. You like that. You preaching for us. You really are. And I'm, I'm very sorry I wasn't able to meet to meet up with you when you got to New York for the photo shoot. Um, but I definitely do want to still invest in getting a T-shirt and representing as much as I can for the um, fatness fiction um committee <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i think hey, it's now. a really powerful movement that you definitely take time to tap into the the confident women the confident women that really push self-love honest self-love for themselves and these bigger bodies um but i do have to ask you because i know you know bringing us together with those photo shoots and taking pictures and making us all feel as one within our different fatness um do you ever think that you want to reach out to 
people that struggle with this up close doing workshops um, on more specific things because of your studies about um, the hereditary um, effects of being born with some of these weight issues instead of inheriting them only off of like stress and emotional eating. Um, do you do you ever think about running workshops that kind of tackle all those different segments? Because some people suffer from all of them. Some people suffer from just um, being born with some of the weight issues that they'll have later on in life. How would you go about creating a space for people to figure out their issues um, so they can lead a healthier life? Mm. Um, as always, when I leave this platform, because I come from a healthcare background, my baccalaureate is in health administration, and I worked within the University of Michigan healthcare system for uh, a few a few summers. So I've, I've always wanted to be in healthcare. I've always wanted to be in those spaces where I knew health was important. Coming from a family that does have diabetes that runs in my um, the genetic pool that I have, I'm not not cognizant of what those things can be and what healthcare can lead to. So it's not that I, you know, some people say, Oh, you know, the work that you're doing is um, promoting obesity and you don't give a damn about people's lives. And it's like, uh, no, that ain't how that works. But I've talked to, um, for example, I have a few episodes going to drop towards the, the latter part of the spring where I've talked to dietitians and one of the dietitians that I actually talked to, she said she was very, you know, very, very strict on when she first entered the field of, Oh, you know, caloric intake will in, you know, increase weight gain, which will create all these problems. I am not anywhere near dismissing the fact that there is research there out there that states that weight may cause healthcare issues may cause, um, issues within your overall health. But that is not a story that can be a blanket narrative for every single person. Therefore, with that being said, for the people who are suffering with those issues, I always stress that you need to check with your doctor, but get more than one opinion. Um, research has come out, come out that even for just women of color, specifically black women in healthcare, we are misdiagnosed at higher rates than anybody else. I think about Beyonce, I think about Serena Williams, women who have access to almost unlimited resources, you know, to an extent when you compare them to, you know, us, they have access to resources that we don't have access to, whether that be healthcare, you know, top-ranked doctors, and these women were still not believed because of their health. They were not believed because of the ailments they made, simply because of their race. Serena Williams isn't considered overweight. Well, depending on the BMI chart, which has also being called out for not taking into account the cultural differences of different people. Black people show up different than European women on that chart. And people have been saying public health figures, there's a, a leading researcher here in public health who has literally sat down and said, there's a such thing as complex obesity where a person may be of size and have no health issues. That is a thing that exists, but people don't want to talk about it yeah. because it doesn't make sense to them. It's like, well, how are you fat and not sick? So for me, I've taken the time out, maybe not in the form of workshops just as yet, because I like to call myself a baby scholar. Uh, I think by next year I'll be like a toddler scholar. I'm, I'm moving up in my scholarship because you have to continue to learn. You have to continue to say it's more just than empowerment and a photo and a podcast. So I've intentionally taken, you know, me going into my second year of doing this work um, as a published platform to say, how do I talk to dietitians? And a dietitian told me, like, what we're hearing in healthcare is actually not correct. It comes from a deficit model. It doesn't support people of color who actually 
are living in these spaces of impoverished food deserts that they don't have access to certain things. And she said, so I had to move from that standard dietetics framework and mindset as a white woman to move over into more of a holistic eating or a holistic mm-hmm. dieting where it actually considers more of you and your wellness. And I think a lot of times because we believe everything that comes out of the academy or everything that is published and put on the news, uh, obesity is at all-time high, they're not thinking about the holistic person and that it's not always coming from this deficit model. But for those who are suffering, get a second opinion. Make sure you take care of your health because you brushing it off now in 10, 20 years, that's going to impact you differently because just as well as your body grows, it decays. So I think just making sure I make these things more um, available, being intentional behind my research, taking um, advantage of the fact that I'm in the academy and I have the ability to say, I'm not just going to talk about empowerment, but how can I pull from public health? How can I pull from other science, science-based fields to kind of prove my point that some of the stuff they got is misconstrued, but also provide resources for the people who need the help that they don't know where to go get it from. I think I think that you touched on some important things. Um, I think the one thing that stuck out because you dropped a lot of knowledge, but the one thing that stuck out is like you could be big to someone or or on the scale, and you could really be healthy. Because I find like me just being online, people will find a photo of a woman who is. I mean, yeah, she appears to be bigger than she bigger than me. Or like the women that they mm-hmm. go to, they they bigger than the person who's posting the picture, and they like, how could you not tell her to value her life for something stupid? You know, people just say stuff to uh for shock value, and it's like, yo, that woman could be leading her most healthiest life, and I it was it was recent where that started like hitting me like that, like yo. How do we know that this person is not healthy already? I feel like you do that with yourself. You talk in a lot of hot air and you do it with yourself. Minute. Like Wait a minute. You do the Hold same on. thing with yourself, though. Like, I mean, I do it, too. I admitted it at the top. But, what I mean, mean? I'm going to just let you know that, I mean, you're an athlete. You right. failed to share that a lot. You do have a lot of health knowledge as far as physically taking care of yourself. And even though um, you have your slip-ups, we all do. Um, you know, eating out, enjoying yourself in whatever spaces that you touch. Mm-hmm. I do think that you know what you want and don't want to put in your body. So that's sort of like even speaking to the testament of what we're saying about using our words wisely. We spread it. We we spread that energy of like talking bad about ourselves to then if we're talking bad about ourselves and that person is the person receiving us is looking at us and saying, Okay, well, this is a negative thing, so I'm gonna apply that to someone who looks like someone else who looks like you. So it's a it's a domino effect. It kinda goes hand in hand with saying that anything, we're the first people that have to make a change or take initiative and action so we can see better results. Because if we're not dotting our I's and crossing our T's and we're not doing all that we're supposed to do, we can't put the blame on anybody else, really. Um, So I think at this point, even with Elise, I think that what she's been doing is educating herself, dotting all her I's, crossing her T's, getting all the questions that she needs, getting all the facts instead of opinion to push such a movement that is very important. Like, I think it's really important. I've had scares myself with my health, being that my grandmother has diabetes. Um, 
and I, and just naturally my grandmother was one to feed me seconds and thirds and say it's okay as a little kid I was developing poor eating habits from somebody that loves me so even that it's like naturally you start to think and you want to blame other people for certain things but when we come to a space of knowing this is wrong we have to know why what's the history of our culture what's the history of our foods that our family eats especially as black people we eat and americans like we're being from here being from north america being from a north like it's it's different how we eat compared to other countries even other countries that consume a lot of food like a lot of food at one time like we don't necessarily do that but then we kind of binge eat so we'll binge eat different foods instead of having a big meal that like you know in certain families that's what they do all the time because of how many people are in their family so I think it's it's just educating ourselves all around just the science to it of the vessels that we're in the history our heritage because everybody is everybody physical body and makeup is not the same um where you live counts your your where you your geography of where you stay the foods the crops that you have that are growing what your body is used to being in that environment all of those things matter so i think we just have to take account into us specifically where we come from the science of where we come from and then we can go from there but there's so much around us jobs hobbies um taking care of our families, taking care of our loved ones, period, that get in the way of consistently being on a, on the right schedule of having a good diet to lead a healthy life so we don't have these problems. But I think it's also the miseducation, too. I don't, uh, Elise, she, you think you slick. You know, she she going to open that up to drop gems, talk about, oh, I you mean, do that to yourself. I was First like, of all, you not in... Not no. in one sentence did you prove how I do that to myself. I did. I, I, I no, you said because I'm an athlete. What that got to do with anything? And I said, I said you're an athlete, and I said that you know what you want and what you don't. Well, yeah, want. but but I don't even. That's a great point, but I don't think that. I didn't mean it like that. Like I meant like she pointed out that you can be bigger than someone and still be healthy, in a way where it makes it like yo, we're just different. I think. What like what I'm seeing is I think people are forgetting that we're all just different. Like people are it's like you don't look like me or what the T V says you should look like yeah. or or what like a specific craft said like you know, like if you're a model. I feel like plus size models get a lot of a lot of shit because somebody just was like, in order to be a model you gotta be a two. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing but stuff big, like that. But big people get discriminated against anywhere like anywhere being big i don't doubt was, it being big has recently just been in like even with I don't dating think being big I, is in i don't think i think people do things to make you feel comfortable like okay. certain things are accepted okay and then when you start to get deep into it i feel like you it comes out that it's not it's not. Ex- it's not accepted it's tolerated or maybe even made fun right. of yeah, like people people do shit to be funny. Like, I I personally don't think uh, plus size women. I'm tr- I'm trying to even like I don't even know if that's like like is that like offensive to say? No, no. I don't think I get offended at anything. I've been te- I was teased younger. I don't think there's anybody that can ever say anything to me about my weight anymore. That would but, but stick. whoa 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 slow down. I was asking if the term yeah is the term the I don't think Elise is ever- is that offensive. 
No, um, the first question I always ask people is how do you define your body? Because when I started Plus Size Magic Radio, um, I, I used plus size intentionally as, you know, you're talking about everybody is permissible across the board to talk about fat people. Like, you could be in a group, right? And say, you know how back in the day we used to roast each other and be like, you know, I know your dick, and you be about to come for somebody. If a fat person in that group giggles, literally it's immediately a wrap. Them. <laughs> like immediately like i know your fat ass ain't trying to giggle Facts. and you be like oh i was here trying to giggle with y'all so i went and used plus size because it was palatable but then i backtracked a little bit and said you know what if i'm going to be talking about creating space and letting people identify themselves i have to get away from putting a label on a person in that space i can tell you like this is my radio show and it's supposed to be the spectrum of what fatness looks like, but you may not look at plus size the same way I do. So I've gotten people who, yes, plus size is acceptable, but what I'm, the reason why I bring that up is for some people, they may not identify as that. I've heard curvy, I've heard thick, I've heard fluffy, I've heard, you know, voluptuous. There's so many ways to do it. Even the word fat, some people are afraid to use that, but because it's being reclaimed, because it is a descriptor, a lot of people will, you know, have these different thoughts about it. So you will get around somebody and, there's not literally one word that you can use. Some people are okay with that. Some people will pass out and die on the floor if they hear you say that. It's just about the person. So the best way we can do it, just with like any identity, you know, it really bugs me when people be like, oh my God, there's so many labels out here. So y'all can tell me 50 different species of frogs, but y'all can't tell me that you don't know how to label other people. Just ask them like, well, how do you identify yourself? That gives the space for some people. Some people that might catch them off guard, but for anybody, before you get somebody's gender, before you get somebody's, you know, how they identify themselves in size, their religion, like, how do you identify? Just like you say, what's your name? You don't go up to people randomly and be like, you know what? You look like a Tiffany, so I'm going to just be like, what up, Tiffany? Like, That's funny what? you say that. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, <me. laughs> That's really interesting you say that because Lee does that. Don't do that because I only do it with people that, that I'm I'm kind of cool with. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. Okay, at least you're kind of cool with them. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of cool like, with you them. You're not about to walk up in a crowd and be like, you look like a Jared. What's good? Like, what? Like, that ain't my name. <laughs> this is so uh, funny that you're saying this because hopefully Lee learns a, learns a lesson from hearing that side. So not need to relax. What? Okay. Bro. I think yes. every day should be no, a, a learning lesson. No, let me explain to Elise what this what this is about that. No, cuz you're not going to just tell me that. So look, let me tell you, right? So I will meet somebody. Let's say um uh I have a specific <laughs> example, right? So I met someone. Wow, this is a trash example. I don't remember his real name. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. Proven point. So, look, I met somebody, um, and I think his, his <laughs> name was Brian. I don't remember. Okay. I think so. Anyway, Is I the believe guy that so. Works here? Yeah. Okay. So, I met a guy, <laughs> and I believe his name was Brian. And he was a nice guy. And he was, as soon as I saw him, the first thing that came to my mind was like, holy shit, you look like Bob Saget. Right, because I'm like, I'm like, yo, you 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 watch Full House, right? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, yo, you look like the dad, like you look like Bob Saget. Uh, <laughs> did he not look like Bob Saget? He, he did, but he, he also looked, exactly, looked like Bill Nye, the Science Guy. But I wasn't bro, calling he him that. Exactly like Bob Saget. So every time I would see him, I would automatically be like Bob. <laughs> Yo, no, no, no. You want to know how bad it is with me? I give everyone a nickname, first of all. But it's so bad. I was working at Adidas one time, and 
I think like my manager's name was like maybe it could have been Jason. But I'm talking about for three months, I'm straight like Jamal. Jamal. <laughs> like calling him. And like one day they like, who are you talking to? I'm like, you don't see Jamal right there? And somebody was like, I believe his name was Jason. Somebody was like, his name is Jason. I'm like, well, once I'm programmed to believe that your name is something, you know, that's your name. Like, like I can't just change your name. It's not right. So I'm just like, yo, Jamal, 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 Jamal. <laughs> and you thought Jason was supposed to answer to Jamal. But he did. And that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> like, you turned your See, head. that's his problem now. <laughs> exactly. Because if, if that's not your name, you could have simply been like, hey, your leader ain't my name. Exactly. Or, and now here's a different thing. You call this man Bob Saget. Like, you look like somebody. Like, it, it, okay. it's kind of like, it's yeah. a loophole in that. Like, you yeah. got to look like somebody. You know it didn't come from malicious intent. Like, I wasn't trying to be like, oh, you look like every white mob I've ever seen. Like, you you wasn't coming from that space. At least that's how I'm reading. It's right. different if I just come up to you and be like, yo, <laughs> knowing the negative connotation that comes with, like, the word fat, be like, hey, yo, you a fat person, right? Yeah, like, that's too some much. Some people might be like, oh, yeah, that's me. But for somebody else that might be like, I don't know if you're coming with malicious intent. Like, yeah. you call him Jason and Angel Moore, like. My man, you didn't speak up for yourself and tell me so. You let me believe that it was that. Now, if you had it corrected me, I'd have been like, oh, my bad. But you let me do this for three months. So I'm be like, look, since let's joke on this. Like, let's turn a negative into a positive. I'm going to call it. That's our inside joke now. You get more. Like, <laughs> flat out. That's how we going to do it. And if he disagrees, then, you know, behavior needs to be corrected. But if he agrees, what up, Jamal? That's a fact. I mean, Jason, whatever his name was. <laughs> That's a fact. Like, I just feel like... And I think because it's me, like, people, it's very clear when, when meeting me or, like, speaking to me, you know, like, I'm not, I don't have no ill intentions, you know, I just want to joke around and have fun. People know I'm not doing it to be, like, any kind of condescending or disrespectful, but, like, you know, my my mind is just different. Like, I already put it in my head, like, yo, you remind me of Bob Saget. And I'm and I'm sure his name began with a B, so it's it's... <laughs> It's it easy was. to confuse it. His name was definitely Brian. Yeah, and he probably tunes into the show now, and now he'll know. That's amazing. Like, yeah, I, I think you've expressed it to him. Yeah, I do. <laughs> many think. times you called him. I Bob. even said it in, in, to yes. his face, like, "Nah, I don't be remembering your name." Like, mm-hmm. you just. But I, I'll train my mind. Like, I'll associate things with people. Like, I wonder how he feels that your co-host remembers his name, though. I mean, how how, he, how should he feel? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so like, he's I, I said he's you like, amazing. He's a great guy, but you know, <laughs> Bob, like whoever my manager was, like I swear his name was Jason, but like I, if I seen him today, like Jamal. Anyway, like, your name's Jamal. Elise, what do you what do you want to do with um, Plus Size Magic Radio? How do you want to take take it? You know, far and really get the no, message. No, before out? you get there, I had what? a question. Oh, you did? I'm yes, sorry, I had a question. My bad. You know what I want Let to know? Let me ask a question. Right. You know? What I did want to know is, like, are you looking, did you even think about, like, creating, you know, maybe, like, like a safe space for, for women who feel out of place um, with smaller-sized women? Like, is is that part of your plan? I thought you were going to ask me, was I looking for somebody? And I was going to be like, oh, this is the opportunity for me to shoot my shot to the radio. <laughs> you know, the world, um, I like uh, <laughs> slow walks on the beach with yeah. lots of Patron. If you got a little bit of the forestry, you know, I'm... read through the lines, you know, bring that with you. Um, you know, I prefer, 
black men with a little bit of intellect, <laughs> but a lot of a lot yeah. of hood. Like, you know, I got to be able to take you to my family's house because them motherfuckers over there got, they don't have no chill. And I just want you to be able to still hold it down in your suit jacket while you got your J's on, you know, just, just for fun. But anyway, back to your question. Um, I have not yet in my quick recall in this moment met any women who are not comfortable with, are, are you saying like for larger women who may be uncomfortable around smaller women? Am I understanding your question right? Yeah, like you know how, um, well, I've I've gotten the angle or the perspective was where like I can take my skinny friends for an allotted amount of time before you know I start feeling uncomfortable like I know women personally who you know they won't go shopping with their smaller size oh. friends because it's like mm. you guys complain about stupid shit whereas I really have to go out of my, my way to yeah, find something. Find something to wear, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I know I know mm. people who would be like, nah, like, I'm not doing that. You know, catch me before or after, but I won't do that. And it's 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 hard for them. So, so I, my question was, like, have you thought about, you know, somewhere where you could set up with, even if you guys were to, like, have meetings or something, is that something that you thought about at all? So, um, I kind of take that approach with the pajama jam that I threw. So, I threw my first annual pajama jam uh November of 2018 mm -hmm. and this space was intentional for plus size women to wear lingerie um in my description we had a photo shoot we had food we had drinks um and this was just a space to really talk about sensuality and sexuality for fat bodies because a lot of the times like for example when you think about like Zane sex chronicles like we was reading that when we shouldn't have been like how does a 13 year old go to the public library check that out and i know every grown up around me looking at me like what's going on and we like look you want us to read i'm about to go read this but even with reading that um which led me to the creation of this pajama jam was when I thought about like the little freaky stuff they would do in the book, you know, we ain't never tried no freak. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I know for me, I was afraid to try freaky stuff, not because my grandma was going to whoop my behind. Cause I felt like if I wanted to be smooth enough, I could get away with it. But because I wasn't comfortable with my body, like everybody was like, no, I don't want no fat girl. I don't want this. I don't want that. You know, nevertheless, I think I'm fine as hell, but you know, some people might think otherwise and that's fine. But when I read these books, I wasn't seeing myself in these characters. Like when I read Winter, you usually start to see the visual images in your head. Winter didn't have my body. Winter didn't have, you know, the the confidence that I was struggling to build. This was a young teenager who was out here getting it. And I'm like, that's the lifestyle that sounds real popping. Like I really want that. So I created a pajama gel with that in mind is asking these women, when you think about sexual moments, when you think about sensuality, when you think about just being yourself that we see on smaller bodies. Skinny women are plastered all over the internet naked. You don't see the same thing at this time for bigger bodies. Or if any time I'm considered sexy, I gotta be ass naked with oil on. Like I can't be sexy no other way. Like there's no other way I can be cute besides if I'm ass naked with a leg in the ear. Like, all right, fine, that's whatever. So they came to the space and they had the opportunity to be in lingerie around other women to literally dig and dive deep into their sexy to find that and this space was intentional because there's no other spaces out there that are giving them that opportunity at least in my eyes especially in detroit so for them to come there and talk about how do you feel like what does it feel like get in front of this camera and you know give me the most 
untasteful in somebody's opinion to the most tasteful pose you can think of that makes you feel good because most of those women in the room had kids so somebody didn't hit them skins you know what i'm saying so you ain't like oblivious to be in the sexual um experiences and for them it was like being able to talking about like when i went to look for lingerie for some of them it was really difficult because they couldn't find anything that was flattering or if they went to the store it was like oh what are you looking for or are you looking for this for someone else so it was that space and time like those moments i create like i'm working on um a pool party tour to create that same space where these women can come to this plus size pool party and have just a good time to say, this is a space where I don't have to feel self-conscious because somebody is walking around with a six pack or somebody walking with a like nine cellulite thighs. Like everybody can't be a Rihanna. Everybody can't be a Beyonce, you know, in those certain spaces. But does that mean for the rest of my life, I have to continue to put myself down? Like I think back when we as kids, like first started going out to clubs, one of my closest friends, she, she used to always ask me what I was going to wear. And I hated it because it's like, this was before it was a Forever 21 Plus. This was before, this is when we had like dots and rainbows. I didn't and, even know, know there was a Forever 21 Plus. For real? Yeah. It is. It's, it's, yeah. It's, Yo, it's low key, I don't think you ever thought about it, but like, I'm dead a plus size woman. <laughs> Yo, I that's didn't. crazy. You know what's funny? I was going to ask you because you never really talk about that. I think a lot of times your struggles that you've had with your sexuality just you you don't have to tap into that it's already kind of like damn what else but i was gonna ask you that definitely if you felt like you've been affected or you feel like you're a part of the community you've had those struggles but yeah no nah, yeah i've been taken away i'm definitely a plus like because I, I at least you've never met me but like i'm i'm really like i'm a whole dyke so <laughs> I can say it, you can't, but I can say it. But look, I'm, 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 I wear men's clothes, so people never really and think about too, it. Yeah, people never think about it. Yeah, but I am a bigger woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I was always built. Like I just got out of jail. Well, it really, I'm not gonna lie. It happened when I was like ten. Like I was mad skinny. Like they used to call me Channel Eleven because my legs look like sticks. Like I was like a I'm like about a. To hang up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. My family used to call me Channel Eleven, and like when I got like ten, it just I don't know. You know how they say when when babies are born, you can look at the back of the ears or or, or their genitals mm-hmm. to see how dark they're gonna be, and nobody could have guessed that at ten I would just expand like. <laughs> Like, I just expanded. That was me at, like, eight, nine, yeah. I just expanded and never went back. I was so skinny, And everybody was like, it's baby fat. I was still dealing with it. Yo, forever, forever, you are definitely about to be channel 11. I don't give a damn what you say, how you say it. Anytime I catch you, I'm going to say channel 11 was good. Get her, let her know. Remind her who she is. My family really used to call me that, son. You know what's crazy, and I don't think I've ever said this out loud, and you you touched on something that made me want to get a little personal, but I was super insecure about um, performing some sexual acts, too, specifically um, getting Getting on top. top. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I didn't know it about you personally, (laughs) but I knew it. Yeah. No, wait, let her say something. Go ahead. (laughs) 
No, 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 no. Because I've had this conversation. We actually had a podcast episode called Love Thy Belly, which is from this girl Farron, who's in Louisville, Kentucky, who kind of um, like it started started this hashtag. And that episode, I remember specifically her saying, she was like, I hate when I'm having sex and I can hear my stomach. And for a quick second, I was confused. But then for a quick second, I got confused. Because <laughs> I, I knew what she was talking about. And I was like, are you specifically talking about back shot? She was like, yeah. I was like, bitch, wait a minute. So let's, let's jump into this real quick. A lot of plus size women do feel very uncomfortable when it comes to nudity. But let me tell you, the more and more, because... Because of my size, I really strayed away from relationships. Like, I didn't want to be wow. with, like, when guys would be like, oh, you cute, and I'm waiting for for the fat girl statement to follow that. Or, you know, I ain't never been with a big girl, and it's like, nigga, I'm not about to be You know what's wild? I used you to know? do that. I used to, like, if my friends was hooking me up with somebody or I was inquiring about a friend, I'm like, um, make sure he likes big girls. Like, that was a thing, like, for me. Like, does he like big mm-hmm. girls? Um, does he like girls like with some meat on them? Like I'm always, I was always the one to ask the question if I was initiating or if, um, the friend didn't see me and wanted a friend of my friends, you know? So that was Mm -hmm. the thing. And then even like being on top, like, and this was something, and that's why I say you, you are your own enemy sometimes because I would have these battles in my head and the person I'm with is like, you ain't heavy, like. Keep it going. What's going on? Like, don't stop. Keep it moving. But I'm just in my own world thinking that I'm like almost suffocating this person, <laughs> and that it's, it's no, I'm too big. I'm too not heavy. That deep. It's not. Yeah. Deep, so it's not. Okay, I won't say it's not that because it's it's a man out here who could be that way. But before you get to getting on top, you'll peep the fact that they don't like your size. Like you'll right. be the spot because right. it's, it's little certain stuff that they do, but. So in my last relationship, thank God for ending certain things in your life, but you know, whatever. Um, in my last relationship, this was literally like the second person I was intimate with in my life because like I said, I've always strayed away from those situations. Like we could kick it, we could hang, but I ain't about to go there with everybody simply because mm-hmm. I am still learning to be okay with myself. So I'm with this gentleman. I think he's like attractive as hell because I'm kind of picky. Like you'd be like, oh, you beggars can't be choosers. Whatever, that's a lie. Because I'm a get out of here. Be you ain't begging for nothing. I, I am low key a whole beggar, but anyway. But um, <laughs> shout out to being humble. No, I'm right. Uh, but, <laughs> but in this space, I never forget the first. Like, so we was in this relationship. I was his girlfriend or whatever that meant. And he was like, uh, so we in the moment, and I'm like, man, calm down, dog. Like, I, I'm, I know what I came over here for, but you have to calm down. So. He, he made it really like this situation where I was trying to figure this thing out. So, you know, before, you know, I blinked and all my clothes were somewhere else. And I was just like, whoa, like, I'm naked. And he was like, you're not comfortable with your body? And I was like, nah, I'm looking at this man who clearly works out, who got a, got a body. He was like, if I'm your man, you're going to have to get over that. So I'm like, damn, you know, usually I'm a dominant one in any type of situation. But to be in a relationship, I was trying to be more laid back and feminine but i'm always like i gotta eat i gotta eat so i've always had that dominant personality not to the point of controlling like i ain't gonna be like yeah get on your knees lick my knees like i ain't about to be like that so he was like get on top and i swear the world stopped and i was like no i'm not doing that because what if i kill you like i don't want to have to explain it to your family like the reason you're no longer with us is because i smother you during sex he's like girl shut up get on top so i crawls up there 
So he was like, sit on my face. And I was just like, whoa, this is getting deep. Like, I don't know if I can handle all of this, you know, this, Even this for me. suffocating but, somebody, like, I'm You know, what? Well, how can I come to your funeral and look at your son in your eyes and be like, well, the reason your daddy is not here is not because he got shot, not because he was out there fighting the war, but because we was being freaky deaky and I accidentally didn't get up fast enough. Like, you know, how can you tell somebody that? Like, I will go down in history as the first fat female that killed my spouse because I was being nasty, like, I didn't want that. I didn't want that on my heart. Like I didn't. I wouldn't have been able to like go to the hospital and look the doctor in the eye and be like, "Yeah, it was me." Don't feel bad. It has happened before. But this is how I knew you (laughs) was gonna say that getting on top was like a thing, right? So, I know. I know. That's always. That's always. It's a hit or miss. Like when you meet a big girl. It's either like, yeah, this is something, or it's kind of like, bitch, no, I'm on everything. You know what I'm saying? But. I, 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 <laughs> that's, that's my, uh, that's really how women sound to me, <laughs> but moving on, um, I, I figured that that's exactly where you were going because I get that more times than not. Like when I'm talking to my friends or when I'm meeting people in these different spaces, like, you know, cause I just be wanting to know stuff that, you know, maybe everybody's not asking you. So, you know, that's something that'll come up and it's like that's a thing. Yeah. I feel like, yes, that may be something that you brought on yourself, but I feel like if you feel that way, it could also be the people who you're in these spaces with to be on top, they're not making you feel comfortable enough. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's a thing. Like I feel like if it's me and my girl is insecure about getting on top, like I'm gonna make the space a safe space for my girl. Like, she's going to be okay knowing, like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. One, she can handle it. Two, she always say, if this is how she's going to die, let her die. Like, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the partner has a duty as well to make Definitely their girl duty. feel comfortable. But I do think that, like, where I was coming from, I feel like I was the reason because... All the people that I've dated never thought I was a big girl, like never really considered me to be a fat girl. So then why was you not getting on top relentlessly? I knew I was a big girl. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was a big girl and I did it. Trust. Listen, (laughs) let me explain. Let me explain how I how I felt inside because (laughs) I mean, that that was my feelings deep down inside but i still did the act because i wanted the act (laughs) so i mean i did it with confidence i would say in completing it but okay i did it but i don't think i did it with full confidence that i could really do it because i'm not gonna lie in losing weight i've lost 24 pounds congratulations and i've kept it off thank you I definitely am a little bit more confident in that department in in being on top. I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like it's my time, my show. Like, I'm going to show out. I wasn't like that before. Before it was more so, am I, like, doing it right, not doing it how I wanted to do it to make myself feel good. And I think that's a part of it, too. Like, it's also what we what we think we're we're doing while we're pleasing someone um and i got a perspective from a man that was like honestly like that even being on top but like sex alone is for the other person so you want to be with a person that 
is automatically thinking of um, the exchange of the body in a different way than like selfish. Like, oh, let me get my nut. Like, you want someone <laughs> to think of of you and pleasing you. So, um, yeah, That's, just that hearing, comes with comfort. Like, yeah. if you if you're having sex with a partner who is very Nah, I got I to gotta get mine. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. a we thing. They're not speaking French. Then, you know, that that adds to that. Well, but, my you know, longest I, relationship, he, he was like that. He, well, I think that he... It wasn't intentional, but at the same time... How is it not intentional? At, see, at a certain point, it's intentional. You know okay. what I'm saying? He was forgetting that okay. Jesus was a magician and he shared all his magic. He wasn't walking in the steps that he should have been. You know but what I'm I saying? But I would so, say in... You saying that the person has to make you feel comfortable if this is the first time I've ever said that was a thing for me. So I'm also not communicating with my partner that and that is a thing too. sexually not being expressive verbally in with your partner in the bedroom, even in over text, over random conversation, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a meal. You should be able to talk about what you like, don't like, what you're feeling in those intimate moments. And I don't think as adults we do that. We just feel like, yo, we're, I'm supposed to come. You're supposed to come. We're putting our bodies together. Let's do it and make it feel right. And it's more to it than that because there are dynamics of weight issues that, that come from insecurities. There are dynamics of just just image of your body, period. And you want to be pleasing the person that you're with. So The more I'm listening to you and Elise speak, the more offended I am that when true life was a thing, <laughs> they had a true life. I'm a chubby chaser. I'm offended. I wasn't right. offended back then, but I'm offended now. And that was the thing, too. Like calling somebody a chubby chaser. Like, oh, you like chubby girls. And Ooh. to be honest, you know, the chubby sisters got the wettest. Things wow. in, on their body. First of all, first of all, I'm gonna be very clear. If you're gonna say something like that, if you're gonna say something like that, you gotta go all the way. Don't listen, say it and pull listen. back. So you're not ready to Cardi say. Cardi said, I don't care what Cardi said. I was just, I was just going off. Yeah, just you just wanted just to go just... off like I, you wanted because she's not a big say. girl. But Cardi references her pussy being wet like a big girl. She definitely makes that clear. She said it recently. Yeah, she my pussy still wet like a big girl. Whoa, whoa. What? Whoa! What? Whoa! What? I don't what care what Cardi said. <laughs> you know, I do anything to make Noel's point not yeah, a point. Like, no, nah, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. Um, is that something like hearing stuff like that? Is that something that that offends people? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really trying to be careful. It's out bittersweet here. because it's like being um, body shamed and then like not being like sexually attractive like we're not targeted as a sexually attractive group of people yet mm. women can reference our pussy and how it feels because they know because men in private share yo big girl got juicy pussy like her shit is fire it's right it's tight it feel good all right no like, well, we get it you know so <laughs> it is offensive no, on one no, side no, it's more to say keep going yeah more. it's <laughs> exactly like it, it is very offensive that a woman that it doesn't look like me gets to reference how my pussy pops. What? Like, and then you're then you get to claim that your pussy is like mine. Like you just and you just adding yourself to the to the wettest pussy hall of fame. Like, no, it don't work that way. Because then yeah. that means every slender woman or um, maybe woman with curves can say, oh yeah, like my pussy's just as wet. And we know it's not. 
we know if you don't got them 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 that meat on your bone, them pork chops and and steaks and he- weighing heavy in the thighs, it don't feel the same. <laughs> we know this. And, we know. I mean, it comes. It, it does come to a misconception because I think you know you don't get the you won't get to weigh that flag if you ain't had to fight that war. Right. Like I had to go through. You was ugly, you know. I ain't want to say nothing because you know I was scared to tell everybody I like a big girl and all of that. But I mean, honestly, you know, I, I, like my last relationship. The next morning, we sitting on the couch. I was doing some homework or something because you know, as a scholar, you got to take your work with you. And he was like, "Damn, you're pretty good as hell." And I looked up and I was like, "What you think?" I mean, it's straight. I was like, "Dang, you wouldn't even let me have that moment. Like, you wouldn't let right. me have that moment alone because I." <laughs> alone like you know ain't nobody in here i wouldn't record i mean i didn't tell the world now but anyway at that moment i wouldn't have told the world but it's just like when we think about those different things it's a societal construct that comes with that is you know you can be fat you, you can be a fetish we are fetishized on a large scale because we see it in these ways of like taking fat girl attributes and putting them on smaller bodies like it is bittersweet like you mentioned like for somebody like cardi who is well known for hyping up her sexuality, what it means to be a liberated sexual woman. And is you know, as a wife, as a ex stripper, as a mother, you know, she's like, this is me, but I couldn't come out and be like, you know, I could be, you know, the fat city girl, you know, I could be like, no, we go wild too. I could jump on the pole too, but it's going to always be yep. met with a health concern. It's always going to be met with, I don't yep. love myself. I don't care for myself. Like, especially when it comes to sex for big women, it's like, Oh, I hope she don't think. I ain't never had an issue with smelling like nothing, with pure goodness. I ain't never had an issue with that. But people will see you and be like, man, I don't know. Yeah. Like, why Why don't you know? Because if the only reason you don't know and the only fat person in your life is your mom and your grandma, you need to check them first. Like, well, if the only fat people funny. in your life stink, that's your problem. Not mine. That ain't got nothing to do with all it's of not a, It's not a all, all big people thing. Like, you know, like, it's not. And, and that's... That's just, like I said, the miseducation of, you know, what is being pushed in society. I think, like, imagery is just a big thing. I, I even struggle with it as a musician just putting on clothes and going to events and knowing what to wear. And it really has nothing to do with my weight. But it's just a thing, a, a, a stigma. It's a it's a requirement that comes with the, the industry that I'm pushing in. So it, it's, it's a bunch of different pockets to it. But... I, I love the fact that even when we had our interview, you asked me um, if I was affected by in the music industry by being a plus size woman, and I and I still love to say to this day that no, I haven't been targeted in a negative way for my weight being a musician, um, and I'm proud to say that still. I'm proud to say that my weight has brought me positive opportunities, like your interview, um, like me you know possibly doing a tv show on tv one for big girls who are musicians so i've definitely got more opportunities even since the interview that i had with you for being a plus size woman in a positive way so i want that to continue and i want to push you know the grind for that to to always stick and be a positive thing i've yet to get negative um comments and stuff even on my social media and things like that but i'm prepared for it uh, I think all the things that I've been through as a kid with words being thrown at me like stones would be thrown at me. Um, I'm prepared for it, but I do hope that it stays this way and I do stay covered from the things that I used to go through as a child. Um, oh, that was so deep. And you mentioned clothing. I'm sorry. Uh, 10 or 11. Can I, can I jump in <laughs> real quick? Yo, go ahead. 
All right, this channel 22 right here. <laughs> um, I will say when it comes to clothing, um, as a student during the week, I'm not trying to impress nobody, so mm-hmm. you will catch me in my raw so I, I mean, I, I, I still smell delicious and look pretty put together, but I will say as a plus-size woman, as a fat body, I love it when it's an opportunity for me to go out and I actually want to go out because I'm low-key a homebody, um, and I like doing kickbacks and drinking at the crib and cracking Join the club. Happens. Come on now. Um, so for me, going out, dressing, like on my social media, I can't wait to put up an outfit because it's not that it's the firest thing in the world, you know, that nobody else can find. But I remember a day and age when you was fresh, you was fly, you was all of that. When you wore something somebody else wouldn't even dare to put together. No matter what size they were, who they were. Now everybody gets a kick out of dressing like the next person. So if, you know, uh, Versace put out a shirt, and everybody got it, that's considered fresh instead of the person who put together something that was different. So for me, I love it when I post an outfit and I get people to in, like jump in my inbox, like, oh, where you get this from? What made you put this together? Like, not too long ago, I wore a almost, well, two pieces, but I threw on a yellow shirt with it. An entire yellow shoe, suit. That To put that on a fat body years ago would have been like, don't do that. As a big body, you don't dress bright. So, no, well, thinking about going to those places and putting on clothes, like that's something else the fashion industry has started to switch, but we and it's not it's not for everybody because there's a spectrum of big bodies. It's like the small fat, those who are in the mid, middle, mm-hmm. who are like the medium fat. It's the super fat and then the thin fat. The super fat and the thin fat are people who can't find clothing in a store as right. readily accessible as we can. Um, I did an interview with a fat sex therapist, and she said that's like if you lose your say you go out of town, you lose your luggage. As a person, can you go in a store and literally buy, if you got the money, buy everything you need as far as as clothing be okay? So for me, I had to understand that, but I also get a kick out of putting pieces together that people think I won't put together. And I have to be like, man, I'm one of the flyest fat niggas you will ever meet. Like, and I love that because... They were, oh, will you get this jacket? Maybe you don't know when I'm going to bust Or even when it's to be half naked, screw that. I'd be tired of limiting myself to something because I'm big and I got a little extra meat. And I'm like, oh, I can't wear this two-piece because, no, it's not going to flatter me. Yes, it's it going to flatter me. I'm going to wear it. I done seen people bigger than me wearing it, and I love the confidence that I see when women can take it upon themselves and just love themselves that much to do it because it just shows they don't care what they're wearing. They're wearing it for themselves. Mm. Like, how I'm going to sit up here and die in the summer in a sweater and you got on a crop top and then you think I'm not going to put one on? No, yeah, I may be a bigger person than you, but at the same time, it's about who you come from. I come from a more conservative dressing background, so I still harness that within my personality, but I always try to dress it up with my taste. That doesn't mean I'm going to ever say to another girl, like, hey, don't put that crop top on you. Because I used to hear, dress for your size. No, dress for what you want to dress mm-hmm. like. Because at the end of the day, Everybody, nobody's going to make it out of life alive. And if you do, give me the recipe because I want to sell it. <laughs> Not sell it. <laughs> Yo. I mean, I got to make a few coins. Understood. Right, she's about to make a whole profit. Understood. <laughs> she's pushing that shit. So, um, hey. I, <laughs> I want to uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. Yes, thank um, you. Tell people where they can find you, where they can check out your stuff, everything. Um, I live on one, two, three, lemon lane. No, I'm joking. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm not as a big Twitter user as I used to be. Like when I was younger, I had a page that had like 25,000 tweets. I cannot tell you what I was talking about, but my Twitter page now is a little bit less. I- I'm trying to get it back up. But for all three of those platforms, you can uh, follow me at Fat and Fiction. That's F A T 
N-E-S-S-F-I-C-T-I-O-N. You can always check out the website, www.fatnessfiction.com. And if you want to send me an email, because I'm always checking my email, it's info at fatnessfiction.com. Hit me up, questions, comments, thoughts, more thoughts. I'm always here to answer as we continue to build this platform to create space, as we tell people to remember to continue to flourish and express that magic. That's what's up. Uh, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's so uh, good talking to you. Yeah. Yeah, thank oh, you. Thank you. Channel 11, shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> From 22 to 11, and then Noel, as always, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for supporting me continuously, and I will continue to do all right, other than that, I'm I'm checking in, Channel 11. <laughs> <laughs> and we're checking in. Right, we're checking out. Yo, thank y'all for listening. We out of here.